Chapter 37 SK Leaders The Broken Souls in the Lost Mansion The following day, Chadine woke up due to nerves. She had a lot of trouble sleeping, and when she finally managed to fall asleep, she had a nightmare. She woke up and looked over at her nightstand to check the time, but ended up seeing the box Minkyuk had given her. She sat up and grabbed the box to open it. As she did, she noticed a note tucked inside that she hadn't noticed before. She carefully took it out and read it. Note. To my cherry, if you're reading this, then you've agreed to stand by my side as we face the world together. Thank you for saying yes, my bright star. Forever yours, the ocean. Chading teared up as she recalled a conversation they had before he had gotten more sick. Flashback. Chaden and Minghyuk had taken a trip to the beach spontaneously. They sat on the beach as they watched the sunset. This was something he wanted to do since Hyungnim had given in to Minhyuk's request to be acknowledged as a brother under the ultimatum that he recruit new members to begin expanding their territory. Minhyuk was optimistic about finally having a family and wanted a nice vacation with Chaden before they got busy. They were still young but so deep in love with each other. As the moon and stars appeared, they lay down to have a better view. Minhyuk. Chaden. You know you're like a star? Chaden. Really? Why? Minhyuk, you shine so brightly and guide me in my darkness. Chading, then what do you think you are to me? Minhyuk, I'm your ocean. Chading, huh? How? Minhyuk, because whether I am calm or raging in a storm, I still reflect your light. As long as you shine, I will always reflect you. Only you. They turned to face each other and smiled. Chading, I didn't know you were so corny. Minkyuk, because I love you. They kissed before looking back up at the sky. and flashback. Chading wiped her tears as she looked at the ring. It was a very simple ring, but she knew it likely had taken him several days to decide on it. He was a perfectionist when it came to her. Chading knew they were volatile because whenever they were together and ran into trouble, there was no stopping their storm. She got up and went room by room, waking up everyone except Yongluk and Huta. She gathered them in the library and made sure everyone was on the same page in regards to those to whose side they were on. They all pledged to attack Young Nim and set themselves as well as everyone else who wanted to, to be free. Tail and Leo would provide tech assistance and keep the evidence safe. Everyone else would go fight alongside Huta to bring down Young Nim and all of his corrupted soldiers. Taekyun and Minho were about to tell Huta that they wanted to meet up with Taeyang when they got called over to Tail and Leo's room. Tail was wanting to communicate with the kids, but Leo kept stopping him. Meanwhile, Chaden was in her room looking out the window when she noticed an unexpected guest. She took the ring out and placed it on her finger. Chaden, this will be my last gift to you, my darling Ocean. She went over to Huta's room as he was coming out of the shower. Chaden had her hands in her pockets as she stared at him. Huta, Chaden, what are you doing here? Chaden, I want to speak to Minhyuk. Huta. Who else would you be talking to? Chading. Yimin Hyuk, come out. Huta smirked as he approached her slowly. Chading. If Min Hyuk won't come out, then I'm leaving. She turned to go when Huta suddenly shivered and weakly called out to her. Min Hyuk. Chading. She turned around and looked at him with tears forming again. Chading. Min Hyuk. Min Hyuk nodded slowly, but he looked so weak. Chading walked over to him in time to catch him as he stumbled forward. Minhyuk, is something wrong? Are you okay? Chading, I'm fine, but you... 
Minkyuk. I'm just reflecting you. What? What's... Chading smiled through her tears and kissed him. Minhyuk was confused at first, but soon he gave in and hugged her tightly. Chading pulled away slightly and smiled at him, still crying. Minhyuk felt his heart pounding as he quickly wiped away her tears. He knew something was wrong, but Chading wouldn't say. He searched her face, trying to find a clue, but suddenly the door opened and he heard a gunshot. Chading gasped and fell into his arms. Minhyuk gasped for air as he couldn't understand what was happening. He heard voices yelling and everyone was rushing into his room, but all he could focus on was Chading. She was looking up at him as he as she coughed up blood. Minkyuk fell to the floor, still holding on to her. Chading reached up to touch his face weakly. Chading, I love you. Min. She couldn't even finish her sentence as she suddenly stopped breathing. Minkyuk finally reacted and started calling out to her, but she was already gone. Minkyuk, Chading, Chading. He looked all over her face, but she didn't respond. He grabbed her hand and squeezed it, but he felt something poke him. He looked at her hand and realized she was wearing her engagement ring. Suddenly, he violently shivered and looked up to see everyone in the room, looking scared. Minho was kneeling down in front of him, crying as he looked at Chading. Huta looked down at his arms and saw Chading's lifeless body. Huta. Minho, take care of her. Yongguk. Yongguk emerged from the back of the small crowd, looking unaffected. He kneeled down in front of Huta to be at eye level. After Minhyo picked up Chading, Huta spoke. Huta, take your time hunting that bitch, Jessie, but bring her back to me, alive. Yongguk smirked and bowed his head before standing up. Huta got up from the floor and returned to the restroom to clean off Chading's blood. Minho carried Chading to her room where he broke down at her bedside. Taekyun slowly opened the door and walked over to Minho. Taekyun. I'm so sorry. Minho. She didn't even get a chance to taste freedom again. Minho choked up as he tried fighting back more tears. Minho. She was like the sister I wish I had. What provoked Jesse to do this? Taekyun. Not to sound heartless, but we're in the middle of a war. You knew she was a target from the beginning just by being Huta's ex. Minho. I know. But I thought we could protect her more than this. She didn't belong here. Just then, Taekyun's phone rang and he answered. After he ended the call, he looked over at Minho. Taekyun, Huta wants to see us. Minho nodded as he stood up. He went to wash his face and then they headed back to Huta's office. Huta, I want a meeting with Taeyang. Minho, what do you plan to do? Huta, relax, I don't care about hurting him in any way. Minho, then? I want his help. Is that okay with you? They could tell his question was sarcastic. Taekyun and Minho looked at each other before turning back to look at Huta, who looked numb. Taekyun took out his phone but hesitated to message Taeyang. Huta. Taeyang was Hyungnim's plan, not mine. Taekyun. All right, I'll see what we can do. After meeting with Taeyang, they headed back to the mansion in silence. Surprisingly, Huta wasn't being tormented by the quiet and it only made Taekyun and Minho nervous. After they got back, Huta went straight to his room while Taekyun and Minho called the others for a meeting. It was a relief that they could meet without fearing Huta, but given the events of the morning, they were all feeling different emotions that they had trouble understanding. Tae, I'm sorry about chating. Minho, 
it's okay. Matthew, I never really thanked her for helping me. So before anything else happens, thank you all for telling me about my parents. Tail, no problem. We all have a past. Jota, there's something you may not have noticed in your files. Everyone turned to see Huta by the door. He looked out of breath and had sweat all over his face. Menho, Huta, are you feeling okay? Huta, never mind me. Take him. What about our files? Huta shuddered and turned red as it looked like he was struggling to breathe. Minho ran over to him and helped him sit down. After he was able to gather himself, Minhyuk spoke. Minhyuk, let's have a funeral for Chayin. Please, before anything else. Everyone looked at each other and nodded. They asked for a favor from one of their contacts at a funeral home and had Chayin cremated. Tay, Leo, Matthew, and Taekyung paid their respects and gave Minhyuk their condolences. Minhyuk asked Minho to take him to the nearest beach. Minhyuk was very weak, so Minho had to help him walk down towards the water. Minhyuk, Minho, please wait for me in the car. Minho bowed his head and left. Minhyuk stared at the calm waves as they crashed at his feet. His eyes began to water as he looked down at her ashes. Minhyuk, I'm sorry I couldn't protect you, but without you, I can't have a life anymore. There's no reason for me to exist. Let's meet again. I promise to choose you over anything else. I'll only follow your light. Minhyuk grabbed a handful of her ashes and crouched down, gently placing his hand under water. He slowly opened his hand and the ashes spread, mixing with the ocean. He stood up and looked at the urn. He closed his eyes and shivered as a cool breeze blew past him. He opened his eyes and turned to leave. After they returned to the mansion, they saw the others had waited up for them to return. Taekyun. Huta? Huta looked up at them and handed the urn to Minho. Huta walked to the center of the room and looked at each of the remaining members before smirking. Huta. Have you all looked through everything? Tain. Yes, we saw our files. Huta. But you didn't notice anything. Leo. Get to the point. Huta looked at him amused and nodded as he sat down. Huta, if you gather all the evidence and realize who he is, then you'll understand. Take him. What? Understand what? Leo, who is he? Huta chuckled wryly and stood up. He put his hands in his pockets and walked away, leaving the question unanswered and the others frustrated. Leo, we shouldn't have expected too much from him. Tail, he just lost someone special. Let's give him some time. Minho, I'm sure by now you all have realized it isn't entirely him that causes these messes. You might have guessed that it might just be bipolar disorder, but it's actually disassociative identity disorder. He stopped responding to his medication, and he always refuses to see a psychologist or talk to anyone for that matter. He didn't even want Chating to know. Matthew, that explains so much. Leo, that doesn't earn any sympathy. Minho. You're allowed to feel whatever way you want. All I'm saying is, yeah, we just need to give him time and play along to be able to reach our goal. Tate, I'm going to go through the files again so I can see what he was trying to say. The others nodded and headed back to their rooms. A few days passed, and they were eating breakfast and asked Tail if he had found something. Tail took a quick sip of his coffee, then wiped his mouth before clearing his throat. Tail, <clears throat> well, nothing really. They were detailed reports of all the crimes or circumstances that led us all to look for Hyungmin. Huta. 
Bingo. Don't you all find that suspicious? Leo, what's more suspicious is who put this vial together and why. Huta, ah, you are so narrow-minded. Hyungnim obviously put it together, but I doubt he wanted you all to find it. Leo, are you going to tell us who he is now? Huta, maybe there's some more evidence out there that can help you kids put it all together. Leo, why won't you just say it? Huta, because my fight with him is more personal. If you guys want the law to help you, then do the work. With that, Huta stood up and left. Leo was left clenching his fists. Tail patted his shoulder and stood up to clear the table. The others helped clear the table, and Tail offered to wash the dishes since Minho had cooked. Taekyun took the chance to take Minho aside and ask for his thoughts. Taekyun, should we call Taeyang to share info? Minho was still a little distraught, but he was trying with everything in him to keep going. He didn't want to lose anyone else. Taekyun patted his shoulder, and Minho finally responded. Minho, yeah. Yeah, we should compare info and see what he's been able to find. Taekyun, all right, I'll send him a message. Minho nodded and went to tell Taeyil and that Taeyang would probably be stopping by later and to gather the files. Taeyil nodded and finished up cleaning. They were all gathered in the meeting room when Taeyang and a young woman arrived. After they left, Leo leaned back and quietly stared at the screen. Taeyil, what is it? Are you doubting Taeyang now too? Leo shook his head and sharply exhaled before lunging towards the laptop and typing aggressively. Matthew, what happened? Huta had stayed quiet, thinking to himself when he suddenly turned towards Leo. He leaned forward and looked at the screen. Huta, we had the same thought. Great minds must really think alike. Leo, shut up. Huta smirked and ruffled Leo's hair. Leo swatted his hand away before finding what he was looking for. By then, the others had walked over to stand behind Leo to look at the screen as Minho and Taekyun were walking back in. Leo, her name is Big Beauty. Tae, Big. Minho, do you mean... Leo turned the screen around and showed Minho and take you on the file. Leo, she's Zuho's sister. Everyone was surprised except for Huta and Leo. Huta patted Leo's shoulder. Huta, wow, your skills are so impressive. Leo, stop touching me. Huta removed his hand with a smile as he looked at the others. Leo turned the laptop back around and stared at the screen. Tate, Zuho could have found his sister if he hadn't been killed. Huta inhaled deeply and clicked his tongue. Huta. Zuho. Are we sure about him? Minho. What do you mean? Huta. I can't help but feel... Something strange going on with that. Taekyun. On what basis? Huta. Just a feeling. Tail and Leo. You guys might want to keep an eye out for any signs of Zuho. Start with the police department. As soon as he finished speaking, he stood up and left the room. Minho. Zuho was confirmed to be an undercover agent with a special task force. That should be a good start. Matthew. Do you really think he could still be alive? Minho. I really hope so. Seeing as he was part of the police, I was hoping he had been warned about the hit and decided to fake his death. Leo. You should watch less movies. Take him. It's possible. Let's just hope for the best. Minho. And prepare for the worst. They all nodded at each other and headed to their rooms. As Huta was heading to his room, he got a text. He entered the room and sat down before checking the message. Message. Huta. Jesse. A picture came a few seconds later of Jesse tied up and badly bruised. Huta laughed to himself and replied to Yongook. Message. Bring her to the basement. 
Hutha stayed in his recliner for a moment as he looked into the darkness. A smile spread across his face as veins began to pop out all over his temple, neck, and arms. He stood up slowly and took the time to get to the basement. He waited for Jungkook in a chair in the middle of the room. Fifteen minutes later passed before he suddenly heard the door open. Hutha didn't react and continued to sit patiently as Jungkook dragged Jessie inside. Her mouth was covered and it was easy to see that she was weak, barely holding on to life. Jungkook displayed her in front of Hutha and bowed before letting go of the rope. Hutta, Jungkook, I've never felt more grateful towards you. You never disappoint. Jungkook bowed his head again and moved out of the way. Hutta stood up and took a few steps before crouching down in front of Jesse and laughing. Hutta, <laughs> the almighty Jesse. How did we get here? Jesse looked up at him and groaned. Hutta grabbed the rope as he stood up and tied her to one of the beams on the ceiling. Jessie hung quietly and refused to look at Hutha in the face. Hutha grabbed her face and made her look at him, but she closed her eyes. A few tears fell from her eyes and Hutha laughed again. Hutha, <laughs> you're actually crying? You don't value life that much or else you wouldn't have become an assassin. Your inferiority complex really got the best of you, didn't it? Jessie tried to get out of Hutha's grasp, but she was just too weak. She kept whining and struggling to move, which only annoyed Hutha. Hutha. I know what you're doing. You want a quick and easy death. But what do we do? You don't deserve it. My cherry. You took her away from me. You're not worthy of mercy. You should have killed me too. Then neither one of us would be here right now. Don't you regret it? Huta glared at Jesse, who continued to cry silently and tried again to get away from him. Huta let go of her face and turned to face Yonguk. Huta, your tools. Jungkook nodded and went to get his tools and displayed them on the table. Jesse started whimpering and Hutta turned back to face her and chuckled to himself. Hutta. <laughs> Jesse, I don't give a fuck about you. Cry, whine, and whimper all you want. I'm going to make you wish you had never been born. Hutta kept smiling as he walked over to the table and looked at all the tools. Jungkook was standing behind the table as if he were a merchant and suddenly pointed towards a blade. Hutta looked up at him and smirked as he reached for the blade Jungkook returned, the smirk, and bowed. Hutta dragged the blade off the table as he turned back to Jesse, who had gathered some strength and tried moving away from Hutta. He looked at the blade gently and placed it along her cheekbone. He slowly caressed her face with the blade as small drops of blood trickled out of thin cut made by the blade. Hutta, wow, so sharp, Jungkook. He took the blade and made several deeper cuts on her face, arms, and torso, but not deep enough to cause excessive bleeding. He put the blade back on the table where Jungkook took it to clean it. Hutta looked at the other tools and grabbed the pliers. Hutta, should I pull out her teeth or her fingernails? Jungkook, both. Hutta smiled and nodded in agreement. Hutta took his time torturing Jessie as she whimpered for mercy. As she grew weaker, Huta decided to take a break. Huta. Jungkook, let's take her down and give her a bath. What do you think? Jungkook smirked and helped him as he knew that it wouldn't be a standard bath. They dragged Jessie to a tin bathtub and threw her in there. Huta left but came back a few minutes later and poured alcohol all over her as she tried screaming out in pain. Huta just stared at her amused as she shivered and cried. Huta. Shall we make a cocktail with you? 
He laughed at his own joke as he crouched down beside the tub. He was actually having difficulty pulling himself together as Minkyuk wanted to come out and stop her suffering. He dug his head in his hands and yelled out, Huta, stop it! She deserves this and worse! Yonkuk walked over and placed his hand on his shoulder. Huta looked back up and stood up straight. Huta, there's no reason for Minkyuk to show up anymore. Chating and never coming back. Jessie began shivering and coughing as she gasped for air. Huta, shall we drown her or burn her alive? Huta turned to Yonkuk, who held up two fingers. Huta smiled as he patted Yonkuk's shoulder. Huta, you demented bastard. I like the way you think. Give me the torch. Yonkuk nodded and ran over to get the torch for him. Huta, instead of a cocktail, we're going to make you into... <gasps> Dog food! Huta turned to Yonkuk excitedly as Yonkuk held the torch and looked at him with a blank expression. Huta, Yonkuk, find some hungry stray dogs. Huta took the torch as Yonkuk bowed and ran out to follow Huta's orders. Between Yonkuk and Huta, they killed and disposed of Jesse's body. They walked back in from the garage and found the others leaving the dining room. They were both covered in blood and dirt, but the others knew better than to ask or comment on it. Yonkuk smirked as he looked at their ex reactions and Huta smiled widely, making everyone else uncomfortable. Minho cleared his throat and spoke up first. Minho, no. There's some dinner left if you all are hungry. Huta. Always so reliable, Minho. Minho bowed and walked away as the others followed behind him. Huta scoffed and went to his room instead to wash up. As he stood there under the warm water, he shivered as he closed his eyes. But instead of Minho coming out, Huta woke up again and turned off the hot water. The water quickly turned ice cold and Huta raised his head so his face was covered in the cold water. He finished his shower and stepped out in his red silk robe, loosely tied. He walked up to his window and took a deep breath. Huta. Minhyuk, you have no purpose left. I took care of Jesse for you. Now let me handle my business. He shuddered and suddenly felt dizzy. He held his head in his hands and crouched down. Huta. Stay out of this, Minhyuk! Minhyuk. If you want me to stay out of it, then kill me. Huta. You know I can't kill you yet. Minkyuk. I don't want to remember. Huta. Then stop trying to come out. Stay asleep. Huta. Minkyuk. I miss her too much. I want this to end. End it now. Huta. No! Not until Hyungnim pays. Now leave me alone. By then, Huta was on his knees in agony as he continued to fight Minhyuk. Minho rushed in and tried to help him, but Huta pushed him off. Huta, don't worry about me anymore. Minho, Huta, Huta, leave. Minho hesitated for a few seconds before walking out slowly. Tail and Leo had reviewed the files and were discussing what Huta could have meant about looking closer at the details. They decided to take a break and confront Huta once he had calmed down a bit. They gave him an extra day to mourn Chading, but finally called him out to tell them what he had wanted to say. Leo, you've had enough time to mourn, now focus. Huta, what do you want? Leo, who's Hyungnim? Huta, the answer has been in your face the whole time. Look at the news. Huta was about to slam the door in his face when Leo stopped him. Leo, would it kill you to just say it? Huta, it might. 
Huita smirked and slammed the door. Tail approached and led Leo back to the meeting room. They were having a meeting of their own, catching up on all the evidence they had when a call came in to Minho from Huta. He hung up quickly as the others looked at him, waiting for him to say what he wanted. Minho. He said backup is coming.